Hello and welcome to the Inspired Podcast, the podcast series where we create educational and impactful content, where we take a deep dive into the work and contributions of the world's best thinkers. My aim is to build an online community of young African brothers and sisters who wants to shake things up. This podcast is all about inspiring you to become the best version of yourself, providing you with the tools and knowledge on how to get there. Over here, we believe in the power of community, living life filled with purpose and being led by curiosity. So please, please feel free to get involved in the conversation by following me on my socials and in my show notes. My name is Anita Chaha and this is Inspired. Enjoy. Hello friends, welcome to the Inspired by Anita Jaha podcast. I hope you guys have had an amazing, amazing week so far. Welcome to yet another weekly episode. And before I begin today's episode, I just want to show some gratitude. I want to thank all of my new listeners. I see the growing numbers and I truly appreciate you guys being here. And to my old listeners, which is mainly my friends, my family, thank you so much, Mandasi, for coming here every week and listening to my podcast, listening to me talk about random stuff. <laughs> so if you enjoy the content I create, please leave a rating, a review. It really helps the podcast grow and to reach a new audience. And don't forget to follow the show wherever you get your podcast and share to a friend who you might think enjoy this podcast as well. But anyway, now that we have the intro out of the way, I want to talk about anxiety. <laughs> <laughs> I want to talk about anxiety. I want to talk about understanding anxiety and understanding what the brain is or rather the body on anxiety, actually. And I can really tell that this one is going to be lengthy, um, packed with a lot of cool facts. So let's jump right in. So in thinking about this episode, I really wanted to divide it up into three sections. I want to talk about what is anxiety. Obviously, I want to start there. I want to talk about the body on anxiety and then anxiety versus anxiety disorder. And the main reason why I sort of decided to talk about anxiety today is because anxiety is such a common experience. It's such a common experience for all of us, especially if you're entering your 20s or you're in your 20s, going on to later adulthood. I mean, I'm only 25 years old this year. But I'd like to think that anxiety is there every step of the way, every milestone, every big purchase, every big leap that we are trying to do in our lives. It's always there, right? There's always something to worry about. But before I, I get ahead, actually, let me put out a disclaimer that I'm not a professional psychologist. I'm not a professional in what I'm talking about at all. I didn't go to school for this stuff. <laughs> I'm not by all means trying to diagnose you, okay? So please don't use this information to, to try and diagnose yourself. This is for educational and educational purposes only. Um, so before we dive into the meat and bones in today's episode, I feel that it's necessary for us to first define what anxiety is, right? So that we can establish a sort of base understanding of what we're talking about. So anxiety is defined as the body's natural response to stress. So it's a very common experience to experience, right? It's an emotion that is characterized by feelings of tension, feelings of worry and fear. And because nine times out of 10, we, we are worrying about a future event or anticipating a future event, it's often considered a future-oriented response to a perceived threat. 
So anxiety is more of the fear you get before you go public speaking, before you go up the podium or something, or the angst you get on your first day of varsity, your first day erezi, you know, those sort of things. And on the other side, anxiety disorder is a whole different ballpark. So unlike normal anxiety where the anxious feeling comes and goes, with anxiety disorder, the feeling of fear may be with you all the time and for prolonged periods of time. So that is why anxiety disorder is more debilitating to your quality of life because it can impact your way of life and cause you to stop doing the things that you love and the things that you enjoy. I will draw distinctions between the two later on in the episode, but I just want us to just get that base understanding for now. Also, just a tiny, tiny caveat Anxiety looks different from one person to the next, right? We are all different people. I'm defining these concepts and talking about these concepts in the most general of terms. I'm not throwing a blanket and grouping all of our experiences into my definition and opinions. So I just wanted to get that out there. Okay, cool. Now let's talk the body on anxiety. Okay, so now that we've gotten the definitions out of the way, um, the symptoms of anxiety most are usually an increased heart rate. Some people have sweaty hands. Some people get sweaty, sweaty armpits, heavy breathing, obviously, because your health is palpitating, right? So your body's perceived physical or mental threats trigger what we call the flight or fight response. And I'm sure you've heard what, I'm sure you've heard of the flight or fight response, but just in case you haven't, I'll explain what actually happens to your body when this is triggered. So the fight or flight response, as I've said, is triggered when you are stressed and is activated by the body's sympathetic nervous system. These hormones cause the sympathetic nervous system to stimulate your pituitary glands and your adrenal glands. This then triggers the release of catecholamines, including adrenaline, noradrenaline, and cortisol, right? So this chain of reaction that I just spoke of results in you feeling your heart beating fast, your blood pressure rising, and your breath rate increasing, right? So picture this, you know, a dog is chasing after you. Guys, have you ever been chased by a dog? Have you ever been chased by a dog? That immediate panic, your body sort of jolting into action, your heart beating through your chest, but also your muscles also pumping blood, pumping energy, basically being primed to jump into action. That's what the feeling of a flight and fight response in your body, right? Now let's look at the brain on anxiety. So one of the hormones released by your brain during the flight or fight response is cortisol, right? So what is cortisol? Now, some people say that it's a stress hormone and rightly so. Um, Cortisol is a steroid hormone that plays a huge, huge part in your body's stress response, right? So like I said, it is secreted by our adrenal glands and involved in regulating functions such as your high blood pressure, glucose metabolism, uh, insulin release, immune function, so all of those functions, right? So the release of cortisol in times of stress comes in handy. You want that to happen. <laughs> Otherwise, it's like Luma lunch, I'm say. You understand? You want to be able to run away from a burning building, right? You want to run away in term in times of distress. So your cortisol kicks in and your body goes into action mode, which prompts you to take action. And in this case, in my example, running away. Although there 
are many benefits to having your cortisol kick in, such as you being able to take action in times of danger, right? There are some drawbacks to when they are constantly elevated and constantly um, at a high level. Now, I came across some interesting stuff while researching on the negative impact of like constantly elevated levels of cortisol in the body. And this article was published in verywellmind.com. It states that when your cortisol levels are too high, you may experience a range of unwanted symptoms such as high blood sugar imbalances, um, blood sugar imbalances, impaired cognitive performance, lowered immunity and inflammatory response in the body. It actually have a physical toll to your body. Here's my chat. I believe that understanding the inner workings of your brain and body helps in knowing what's happening in your body. You know, guys, I always preach this every single time. It helps knowing what's happening in your body, right? And it arms you with the knowledge of how to regulate your emotions or your physiology, right? In times of need. So like I've said many times before, my journey and in the beginning stages of me being fascinated about the brain and me being fascinated about neuroscience was to understand myself. And because I couldn't afford to go to therapy, the next best thing for me was to understand my physiology, my brain better so that I know what's happening. And it geeks me out so much. Like it geeks, I get so excited when, you know, um, I learn about a concept in this case, let's say, say uh, cortisol and stress and anxiety in the body. And I get to a moment in time where I'm in that emotion, right? And my rational brain kicks in, my rational brain kicks in and I catch myself within the act. <laughs> it's so, I love it so much because I'm like, yeah, this is what's happening. This is what's happening. And this is how I overcome it, right? I know that like going through this episode, you might be asking yourself, now, Miss Ma'am, how does knowing isn't just finding a cortisol going to help me with my anxiety and stuff like that, right? And I know that we are all different and my, our minds work differently. But as a person who is constantly on the anxious side of the spectrum, I'm easily triggered into my anxious state. You know, heart beats fast, full-blown stress mode for, for hours, for hours hours right and the only way that i've found that has helped me is through my rational brain kicking in you know again me being geeked out by learning all these things and like catching myself in the act in a way and because i catch myself in the act you know i'm so geeked out because now when my rational brain kicks in, okay, Anita, I get over the excitement of, 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 of catching myself in the act. My rational brain kicks in, right? But okay, this is what it feels like to have your cortisol levels, you know, elevated right now, which means now I need to go and implement the tools and techniques in my toolbox to, to calm myself down, right? And then it automatically kicks into, okay, how do I assist my body to calm down? How do I assist my mind to calm down? And then breathing exercises, right? Breathe in for two, breathe out for three, things like that. I meditate, right? I'm at a point in my life where I can meditate anywhere and everywhere. So if you're thinking about like, okay, now how is all of this information going to help me? What I like to do in my podcast, and I know I'm going on a tangent right now, but what I like to do in my podcast is to provide information and knowledge and resources and then, and then take a step back. <laughs> I'm not going to tell you how to do, what to do, how to do it. I'm just here to be a point of resource for someone who might need for these things, right? 
So now that we've talked about the body on uh, um, anxiety, I want to draw distinctions between anxiety and anxiety disorder. And the reason why I want to do this is because I feel like the two are often mixed up, you know, in our pop culture lingo. Oh, no, I'm so OCD. Oh, no, I'm so... My anxiety disorder, you know, I feel like sometimes we make light of really debilitating, um, what do I call it, mental health conditions that people are fighting and people are working through on the daily in the name of popular lingo, in the name of pop culture, right? So let me just define the two quickly. So anxiety is normal and the most common human emotion, right? It occurs in response to a stress or a perceived threat, sometimes being a future event, sometimes being a current event, right? It can be beneficial because it can help you stay alert and focused, right? So feelings of anxiety would be the anxious feeling before a job interview, an anxious feeling before a test, an anxious feeling before a date or a speaking engagement, right? All of these things, giving presentations at work, feeling on edge while you're in traffic, not excusing road rage, by the way, I'm not excusing road rage, but like feeling uneasy about flying on an airplane, all of those things fall under anxiety, right? So if you flip it and we go on the other side and we talk about anxiety disorder, we are now talking about a mental health condition that is persistent, that is debilitating. It is excessive fear and worry that interferes with your daily life. Sometimes can be warranted, sometimes cannot be warranted, right? It, it can occur without an apparent cause or trigger at all. And I th- I think that, I mean, I haven't been diagnosed with anxiety disorder, but I can imagine that it, it, it can be crushing to live with it, right? Because it can impair your ability to be able to perform your daily tasks, your, your daily functioning, right? But anxiety disorders can sort of lead you to avoid social situations or public places due to the intense fear and, and anxiety that it comes with. I don't want to say this, but it's like, it's having like, an irrational and intense fear or aversion to something or an object or something like that. If that was insensitive of me to say to anybody, I do apologize. If you think that you may have anxiety disorder, it's important to speak to a healthcare professional and receive a diagnosis and treatment. We've looked at anxiety. We've looked at the body on anxiety we've drawn distinctions between the two i think now it's only fair to jump into ways in which you can ease your anxiety now i'm no professional so if you feel like you have anxiety disorder again it's and it's getting to a point where it's starting to spill over to your way of life, please seek help from a medical professional or a mental health doctor. Once you've received a diagnosis, you can explore various treatment options, of course. But if you'd like to manage your anxiety on a day-to-day level, then please keep listening. So number one, this one is obvious. So obvious that I just could leave out. You are probably tired of hearing this one, and I'm sorry that you need to hear it of me again, but the first one is therapy. Seek therapy, cognitive behavioral therapy. A therapy is a great tool. It's a great tool to getting to the root of your anxiety problems. It's definitely no quick fix, and it's not a cheap one as well, but very needed at at taking the steps to combat your anxiousness, right? You know what the beautiful thing that I like about therapy is? 
as you know most when you're a person who deals with, it, with anxiety often your negative thought and emotions sort of overtake the positive ones creating a pattern of thinking creating a loop that sort of like a cassette in your head right so now with therapy it tries to then sever that cord right into the middle and it creates a space or rather it creates a wedge in between you and your emotion. And it sort of reminds you that you are not your emotions. And I think that's just so, so beautiful. Therapy from speaking from personal experience helps you recognize unhelpful thought patterns and behaviors and helps you restructure them and change the way you think about them or change the way that you approach the situation. And seeking professional help, Mandase, especially in our South African context, where the unemployment rate, Ipako 32.7, the last time I checked, is in excessive and it's very expensive. Right. So even with organization, even the organization with subsidized services, either don't pick up the calls or you get put in long waiting lists. We've all been there. So I think being proactive with your mental health and actually going out there looking for tools and techniques that you can implement at home is a great starting point. I rambled too much on this one. I'm so sorry. <laughs> I hope this conversation has been helpful in any way. And I hope that it sheds some light on the common experiences and challenges that comes with navigating life in your 20s and with anxiety. So remember, if you are struggling with anxiety, you are not alone. Like I always say, this is not a me thing. This is an us thing. So please feel free to reach me in any of my socials and let me know what you want me to talk about next. Enjoy the rest of your week. Stay blessed and I'll see you next week.